0: In today's show, I'm looking ahead to Sunday in the NBA. What I'm watching for. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore b and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today, we're looking ahead to Sunday's games. So let's start talking about those games right now. The first game we take a look at is the Celtics and the Wizards, the Paul Pierce Bowl. Um, Boston... They're still battling um, uh, injuries to Marcus Smart, obviously. But I want to watch what their starting front court is likely to be, and that is Shemi Ogilay who's played over 20 minutes in four consecutive games and started the last two, and Daniel Tice, who's played at least 27 minutes in four consecutive games as well. Tice is a 12-team league guy at the moment. He's getting minutes over Tristan Thompson. He's getting minutes over Rob Williams, although Williams missed the last game. And Ojale is putting up at least deep league consideration numbers. Now he's nowhere near a 12-team league guy, but that front court's working all right. So let's see if it can continue here. For the Wizards, I want to watch Russell Westbrook. Now, Brad Beal will be back. He didn't play last game, and Westbrook played not too bad in the last one. But we know that Russ is likely going to sit out the Monday game, so he'll play here on Sunday. But can he do anything that resembles... or can they get a win with him in the lineup? I guess that's the question. I think they've won two games all season with Westbrook playing. Um, What are his percentages going to look like? How is his shot selection going to be? And then Alex Len, who's been playing well as a starting center, but has played 21 minutes for 3 consecutive games despite being the starter in all of those. Robin Lopez is getting minutes, they're going smaller with Rui and Bertans at center at times. Len is barely a 12-team league guy hanging on, but there is at least something there. Let's look at the next one, the Pelicans and the Pistons, the Christian Wood Bowl. I want to watch Kyra Lewis Jr. because he has stepped up. He is the backup point guard. He's moved ahead of Nikhil Alexander-Walker, although Alexander-Walker has appeared on the injury report as uh, questionable with an ankle, didn't play last game. Lewis is playing at a very high level. I don't think he's going to be a 12-team league guy this year, but I'm more watching him for long-term value and deeper league value. And then Billy Hernan Gomez, who's taken over the backup center role, and he's limiting Stephen Adams. Adams has played 22, 22, and 20 minutes the last three games, with Billy getting 25, 14, and 22 in those three games. Now, Bill is not a 12-team league ad. But what he is, is a guy that you can stream in. And he is a guy that in deeper leagues, he's taken over from Jackson Hayes. So you're going to want to pay attention to that. For Detroit, Lon Wright, he has these big offensive games and he has the poor offensive games, but we continually get steals and we continually get assists. And nobody at this point is taking his minutes. Let's see what he does offensively. Well, Sadiq Bay, people are getting pretty excited about Sadiq Bay after he went 7 of 7 from 3 in last game. But if you understand fantasy and you understand statistics, you know that that's not real. That the fact that he put up those numbers with literally no other stats, no assist steals or blocks, that sort of shooting's not um something that's going to continue. He might get 20 minutes a night, but it also helped that Mason Plumley was out. So don't look at I'm looking at Bay to see how they use him with everyone's healthy and if Plumley does play. But last game was uh, a little fluky. Next game. The Wolves and the Raptors. The Mike James Bowl. I want to watch Jaden McDaniels, who is pushing pushing up and really should be starting at power forward for this team. They continue to put Josh Okogie uh, in that role. McDaniels has moved ahead of Jared Vanderbilt. He's got more intrigue than Jared Vanderbilt for sure. And I like what he's doing. He's probably more of a 14-team league guy at the moment, but I have no problem with flyering him in a 12-teamer. I just made up a verb there. Anthony Edwards, the other guy I want to watch for Minnesota, who's starting. I don't think he's moving back to the bench. Um, he has fantasy concerns because of his lack of efficiency and lack of peripherals on most nights. And I still haven't seen him starting alongside Townsend Russell, and we won't get that on the weekend. Let's see if Edwards can put together a good game, and then maybe that's a sell-type scenario. For the Raptors, Norm Powell, will he start? Will he go back to the bench? That is the question. Nurse seems to be thinking that he will go back to the bench, but I do think that we'll get Baines' minutes dropping down somewhat and Powell's minutes staying up. We're still holding him in 12-team leagues. We just want to see what this means. And then Kyle Lowry, who is very underappreciated. He's playing tons of minutes as usual. He's putting up pretty good numbers, top 50 numbers. Um... I don't believe that he's going to be traded from the Raptors. I do believe there's a chance he doesn't play for the Raptors next season. I don't believe he'll be traded this year. But yeah, I could easily be wrong on that. But let's see what he does. Let's see how his numbers look. And if they're just consistent with what he's been doing all season. The Spurs and the Hornets, the Marco Ballinelli Bowl. Um, I want to watch my mate. Maximum Derek. Now, White barely played against the Hawks, like 17 minutes, put up a, a really, really good line because they were up by 40 in that game. So there was no need for them to push Derek White there. So let's see. He's starting already. He's going to lock in as the starter all season. There's no worry about that. Let's see what he can produce. Also, Jakob Purtle, who I think he's playing quite well. And if we're going to be honest, he's played better than LaMarcus Aldridge all season. Whether that means he can maintain a starting spot when Aldridge comes back, that won't be Sunday. That remains to be seen. But for now, Purtle playing really well and uh, deserves to have more minutes as we move forward. For the Hornets, Devontae Graham, um, they'll likely start him again because uh, Paul Washington Jr. is out uh, or doubtful with the COVID protocol. So they'll start Graham again, but I don't know if that's what they'll continue to do uh, as they move forward. That's uh, it's still a big question mark, but I want to see if Devontae can show me like a- actually anything that makes me excited for his long-term future on this team. And Miles Bridges, who's been a guy that continues to come off the bench but gets basically double-digit rebounds every game. Can that continue from Miles? And can his 12-team league candidacy continue uh unabated the way that it has? The Blazers and the Mavs, the Web Wes, Wes, that's his name. Wes Matthews Bowl. I want to watch Gary Trent. Nice, Gary! Now Gas is getting a lot of minutes, he's getting a lot of shots. Um, I want to see what else he does out, outside of the scoring. I'd like to be, I'd like to feel more confident in what he's going to do when he return when McCollum returns from injury as well. Remember when McCollum first went down and they started Hood over Trent? That was ridiculous. Trent is obviously the option there. Trent is a guy who probably is an NBA caliber starter at this point, but just getting enough minutes. Playing, he's playing an absolute shit ton at the moment, but playing enough minutes long term when CJ comes back, I guess, is the concern. And then Anthony Simons, who was pretty much a lost cause last season, he's really stepping it up. 22, 23, and 30 minutes the last three games, he's playing better than Rodney Hood. Um, He should be in the mix to be at least a 16-team league guy, and let's see how his minutes trend. For the Mavs, Josh Richardson's been pretty poor. Uh, I don't believe he's a must-roster 12-team league player. I wonder if he can prove me wrong in this game. He probably won't. Actually, let's rephrase it. Even if he has a big game, that won't make me change my mind. That's more what I'm trying to say there. He's a, a streamer-type guy, but not a must-roster player. While Coley Stein appears to have taken back over the backup center role from Dwight Powell, um, I don't think there's any 12 or 14 or probably even 16-team league value in Coley Stein. But deeper leagues, you want to pay some attention there. The Bucks and the Thunder, the George Hill Bowl. Bryn Forbes will start again. For uh, Drew Holiday, who's out with COVID, so you know, he has some stream value for threes, but that's really about it. And then uh, Dante DiVincenzo has been the, the real guy that we want to pay attention to in terms of a must-add with Drew Holiday out. For the Thunder, there's no Gilgis Alexander. There's no Theo Maladan again. So uh, Hamadou Diallo is going to get another start. He's going to play a ton of minutes. He's going to be a great 12-team league guy, and he will continue to be until Hill, Maladon, and um, uh, Gildas Alexander all return. And then after that, I'm not certain. And Kenrich Williams also has some stream value. He'll get another start. He'll get big minutes, most likely, again, with the absences of uh, both Maladon and Gildas Alexander here. Next game, it is the Grizzlies and the Kings, the Zach Randolph Bowl. I want to watch Grayson Allen, who put up an absolute monster. And to be fair to Allen... He has been, whenever given the opportunity this year, he has played well. We know that DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain are out once again. We don't know about Brandon Clark. He's questionable at this point. But Allen's going to get a lot of minutes. Whether they're going to be at the 30 mark or at the 22 mark remains to be seen. And Clark's uh, presence does impact because it means that Anderson pushes down to small four, taking away some of those wing minutes. But let's watch Allen and see if he's worth at least a short-term ad. And I want to watch Anderson as well, who seems to do much better at power forward versus small forward. So depending on the status of Clark, how does Anderson play? Because he's playing pretty well at the moment. I'm not convinced that it lasts, but he's he's doing well. For the Kings, I want to watch Bud Heald, who's taking and hitting a lot of threes. Everything else about his game has been pretty subpar, um, but he's getting a ton of minutes. He's getting a bunch of threes, and that's useful. Bagley and Fox are questionable after missing last game. I want to watch what happens with Daquan Jeffries. I think he should be in the rotation over Glenn Robinson. Whether he will be or not remains to be seen, but he is a name for deeper leagues to pay attention to who can slide into a 16-minute-a-night role and then see where he goes from there. Next up is the Magic and the Suns. It is the Lord Alfred Payton Bowl. Orlando started Michael Carter-Williams at point guard last game and put up big numbers. Nobody is denying carter Williams's ability to put up numbers outside of a good shooting, but again, we have to remember... That Cole Anthony, Evan Fournier uh, were both out, as well as Frank Mason. Now, Mason's out again for Sunday, but Anthony and Fournier are both questionable. Well, James Ennis has also cropped up as questionable. There's no doubt that Carter Williams is going to be in the rotation, but will he be 27 minutes in the rotation or will he be 20 minutes in the rotation? He's at least worth a stream, as is in Deeper Leagues. Chima, uh, sorry. Carter Williams is worth a stream in 12 to 14s. In 16, 14 to 16s, Truma Kiki is worth a stream. He should be starting over Gary Clark. I will continue to say that until it happens. Uh, I love what he does out on the court. It doesn't necessarily always translate into big box score numbers, but Truma is playing well. I think there can be some, yeah, maybe he gets to 14 team league value at some point. For the Suns, they played Saturday. Frank Kaminsky started and played 10 minutes, and rightfully so, because he is worse than Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, and Dario Saric. I think they'll go either back to Saric or Crowder at starting power forward very soon, and Kaminsky is going to see his spot in the rotation uh, pretty much disappear, would be my guess. Devin Booker scored well against Philadelphia, but those assists continue to be low, and that is the thing that's going to keep him away from the top 20, I believe. But he is playing at a much higher level at the moment. The Cavs and the Clippers, the Kyrie Irving bowl. Yes, I know Kyrie Irving never paid, played for the Clippers, but the pick that he was drafted with was the Clippers pick, and they traded that unprotected in the Mo Williams-Baron Davis trade. I want to watch Dylan Windler. I think that he should be starting at Power Forward, but they continue to go to guys like the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. But Windler continues to impress for me. He's had 20 minutes in three of the last six games. There's no Nance. There's no love again. Just watch him. Deeper leagues, you can stream him, and let's just see how he goes. And we all want to watch The Big Avocado, because let's be honest, Andre Drummond has been shit He's averaging under 20 minutes the last three games, as they're starting to realize that he's not good. Actually, that's not true. They're starting to realize there's justification for them playing him fewer minutes, and Jarrett Allen has played more than him in uh, the last two games. Can Drummond reverse that trend? He's not a drop by any means, but he's not that good. On to the Clippers, no Paul George again. So we're watching Lou Williams, who has seen a real rise in his usage numbers. So he can be at least a solid points, threes, and free throw percentage streamer in this short-term time frame. Or Nick Batum just continues to chug along. 30 minutes a night, low scoring, but good peripherals. Yeah, nice 12-team league guy with pretty much zero upside, but just continues to do the right thing. Putting up some decent numbers. So let's watch how his role looks. I don't imagine much is going to change, but I haven't really paid too much attention to Batum uh, of late. The Lakers and the Nuggets, the Nick Van Exel Bowl. Anthony Davis, he was pretty good in his first game back from Achilles tendinosis. I just want to see his free throws improve. That's probably the main thing with Davis. Is he able to get out there and hit them at 80% again rather than the 70 he's been doing most of this season? But he looked pretty good in that last game. And then Montrez Harrell also. He did cop a knock uh, in the last game and he, he was able to return, but he didn't. His minutes had been up with Davis out, and then they dropped back last game. So that is something to watch, how much he plays when Davis is in the lineup. And then for the Nuggets, we know that Gaz Harris is out once again. So Michael Porter Jr. is starting to get more into favor with Mickey Malone. Let's hope that that can stick. It's also going to help that Will Barton is out in this game. So I expect a pretty good game from Porter. And then RJ Hampton. I love what I'm seeing from this guy. It's a long way for him to be 12-team relevant. And it won't happen this year. But there's enough here for you to realize that if you have Gary Harris, if you have Will Barton in Dynasty Leagues, or if you have RJ Hampton, that switch is going to happen. And it's going to happen as early as next season would be my guess. Although Malone, of course, is notoriously stubborn. Let's look at some streams for category leagues. Rudy Gay, Reggie Jackson, who probably will start again for the Clippers, Alex Len, the burner, Jalen Brunson for the Mavs, and Marcus Morris, a Clippers player. And someone requested it, so here you go. Here's some streams for a default Yahoo Points League. These guys rostered in under 50% of Yahoo leagues. Jakob Pertl, Josh Jackson, Rudy Gay, Dylan Brooks, rostered in only 46% of Yahoo Leagues, and Alex Len. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up, leave a comment, hit the notification bell, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.